all season long on WTMJ. It's Brewers Extra Innings. Now, live from American Family Field, here's your host, Dominic Catronio. Where do you begin in a 14-1 ball game? My goodness, where was this during the road trip? Wow! See, the sun came up. Everything's all right. Things are rolling along. A-OK today, anyway. So we're going to enjoy opening up a homestand, a seven-game homestand, with a 14-1 win. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jerry Augustine in person. This is great, Augie, to have you here oh, in the house. Oh, it's really nice to be here. I knew I was going to come for a reason tonight, and as soon as I jumped in the car, they started scoring runs, so I knew something good was going to happen. Good stuff here with Augie. 855-616-1620. Again, 855 616 one six twenty. If you want to join us here on the program this evening, I, I mean, the freshmen carried things today. Adrian Hauser turned in another quiet quality start. They were up eight to one after five, and they, they continued to pour it on. I think for me, that's the story of this game. That they got up five one early, and they weren't satisfied. They kept going, and that we haven't seen this kind of output, this kind of offense from the Brewers really, where it's sustained for the entire game, and boom, they get their season high in runs. You know, Dom, I think that was a, a key, but you know, you got to like this ball club. They come off a, a tough loss that they had yesterday over in Washington, come back, and that first inning right away, Pittsburgh scores a run. They come right away, and they score and get the lead, and I think that's so huge. When you can come back, and you, things didn't go well the day before, you come and you get on the scoreboard right away, and then you put a three-spot up in the second so this offense really started turning around had some really good at bats and you know it was the young kids that really swung the bat real well tonight and we'll get to it later with the difference making moment of course but the I thought what you just brought up there the, the first inning that they did it not only did they respond instantly but they did two things in that first inning they made the Pirates pay for a mistake not being able to turn that double play from William Contreras and two they did it with two outs they did it you know, with an opposite field single from Willie, and then on the very next pitch, boom, double by Freelich, and you blink, and it's already 2-1. to one. Great base running by Willie to score on that double to see that play in front of him. It's a psychological thing, too, right? When you're in the other dugout, you know, all right, we got a one nothing lead. Ah, oh, we should have turned that double play. Hopefully it doesn't bite us. Oh, no. It, it did actually bite us. Yeah, I'll tell you what. You, I like just like what transpired in that first inning because you look at a guy like Keller who's been throwing the ball. is really one of the top pitchers on the on the Pittsburgh ball club, and he's been struggling a bit lately. So you know he's going to, in situations, he's going to try to get ahead of you, and you've got to go up there and be a little aggressive. There's times when you're aggressive at the plate, times when you've got to be a little bit patient. And I thought going up there, especially with Freda, going up there looking for a fastball early in the count, got that pitch, put a good swing on it. Brewers went up two to one, but anytime you can, when a team starts off, they score a run. You can battle back, get that lead, and then add from there the next inning. I tell you, that's a good sign that things are going to go well for you that night, and it did all night for the Brewers. Uh, Keller faced twenty-seven batters today. A third of them swung at the first pitch. Nine out of twenty-seven. And it felt like all of them were either the fastball or the cutter. In fact, six of those nine first-pitch swings were on the fastball cutter. That's game planning. And if you're the pitcher and you're noticing that, it's almost too late to make that adjustment because the Brewers were all over the fastball tonight. Well, it's one thing. When, you, when you're a pitcher and you're struggling, you want to work on one thing, getting ahead of hitters, and you're going to try to get the ball in the strike zone, whether it's the fastball, the curveball, or fastball cutter, as you saw tonight. You, you're trying to get ahead of hitters. So I think that's one thing that you see. You see where he's been struggling. He did have a, a, a decent outing last time out, but it's still coming in and being aggressive, looking for that good pitch to hit. And that's what the Brewers did tonight. They knew that this guy was struggling. 
He's going to try to make things happen early in the count, and it, the Brewers took advantage of that. And you look at what they did, you know, bringing, scoring 14 runs and 16 hits, but I'll tell you that early in the ballgame, they really put a lot of really good swings on the pitches, and that really paid off. Seven for 17 tonight with runners in scoring position. Now, the home runs are cool, but I think that number's that's not a sustainable number. That's not going to happen every night. But seven hits with runners in scoring position, regardless of how many times you get in that bat, that's a great spot, and it's it's something I you've heard me say before, sustainable offense, where if you're not hitting the home runs, which the Brewers haven't been hitting a lot of homers lately, and tonight was certainly fun to see the, the freshmen get in on it. But when you're getting... 17 at-bats with runners in scoring position. And I know how frustrating that Red Series was last uh, couple weeks ago where it's like, oh my gosh, you're getting all of these opportunities and not scoring. Tonight was just releasing the floodgates. More likely, you're going to get like a 3-for-9 day, which is, you know, it doesn't sound crazy, but then you realize, oh wait, that's a 3.33 average. And you're going to win a lot of games when you do that as long as you give yourself plenty of opportunities. Yeah, a lot of times on the offense side of the ball, you look at keep the line moving, and that's it's been talked about a lot around here for the last several years. Your job is to really, when you get an opportunity, take advantage of it, give yourself a good at-bat, get a good pitch to hit, put it in play, and I think that's one thing this ball club really did today. They looked much different on the offensive side of the ball, I thought tonight, than they did yesterday, and if you looked at what they did yesterday, I thought yesterday they really had some good at-bats in Washington. It didn't really work out the way they wanted to, but they had some really good at-bats. Tonight was the patience and having good at-bats and making things d- done in a positive way, productively, and they did that very good, very well tonight, I should say. This is Brewers Extra Innings just getting off the ground right now with Augie. want to remind you that Brewers Extra Innings all year long is brought to you by Fifth Third Bank with a local Milwaukee team. Fifth Third Bank also knows how to hit it out of the park. They've been serving businesses in the area for nearly 15 years, offering industry-specific expertise and local decision-making capabilities is going to help your business succeed. This is commercial banking value that only Fifth Third can deliver. Fifth Third Bank National Association member FDIC. We're going to give some love to the pitchers in this game tonight. We're going to talk about the bullpen and uh, some thoughts about winning a game 14-1 to and what it can do for a club in the next few days. They don't have an off day for another week, so this could really come in handy. We'll explain why coming up next on Brewers Extra Innings. Welcome back to Brewers Extra Innings. A lot of good to talk about tonight. Brewers win 14-1, to and the pitching was kind of overshadowed in this one. Jerry Augustine's with us. I'm Dominic Catronio. Before we act a little bit to the pitching and some good news on that front, let's get to the phone lines. 855-616-1620. Again, 855-616-1620. Michael and Shorewood, you're live on Brewers Extra Innings. Hey, Dom. Uh, awesome win tonight. It was awesome. To... When's the last time we had a blowout win like that? Just felt nice to have an easy one. Um, I just feel like it's such a big homestand to get a little win streak going against kind of some some uh, lesser opponents, um, you know. And uh, you know we're getting guys back. What are you rumored for Sunday? I just feel like really good vibes with this team, you know, kind of kind of coming in uh, into August and September. So I don't know. I just wanted to call in and say, awesome way to start this big homestand, and uh, you know, looking forward to keeping it going. Love the positive vibes. Appreciate it, Michael. And when it comes to the question you asked at the beginning of that, last time the Brewers had a game uh, at least of a 13-run differential was actually also against the Pirates last season. Remember that 19-2 to game they had on July the 1st. It's the most runs they've scored in the game this year. Their previous high was 11, which they've done three times. So uh, I-, I tweeted this earlier, too, and this is what I'm meaning when I was alluding to the fact that the bullpen gets a little bit of a breather today. 
Today is now, so in the last 21 wins, including today, today is only the third time in these last 21 wins that the Brewers didn't need to use Piops, Piguero, or Williams. Only the third time in 21 wins. And talking to Craig Council about that, I remember last week, I asked him, because they lost a game where they didn't need to use any of those guys. And he said, you know what? Yes, I understand the rest is helpful, but it's more helpful when we're doing that in wins. And tonight, he got his wish. He sure did. Uh, I tell you what, the offense took over and really did a nice job. But, you know, you look at this pitching staff and you and you need to give breaks to the guys in the bullpen. You know, they've been used a lot and they get into ball games and they've done such an outstanding job. But it's good that they got Mejia in the game along with Chafin. Uh, since he's just came over, it was great to see him in the game. But I like Adrian Hauser tonight. I tell you, the first inning struggled a little bit with his location, wasn't finding a strike zone, but then settled down. He had 10 ground balls. That's Adrian Hauser. I really like it. That style. He looks like this year. He's more concerned, more concerned and patient about taking a step back, not rushing into it and trying to overthrow and get himself into bad counts and making bad pitches. He's taking that step back and being a little bit more patient. Say, you know what? It's just not about location. It's about execution and location. And I thought he did a great job tonight. Ten ground balls. That was really good to see. And the fastball command tonight, too, specifically with the sinker. He threw forty-six sinkers tonight. Thirty-seven of them were strikes. And if you want to, if you're more percentage kind of person that's an 80 percent strike rate with the sinker and furthermore you talked about the ground balls it's when when adrian's on he's not going for strikeouts and yeah he had that 10 strikeout game against the braves and that was awesome that's not how he's trying to get you out he's trying to do what he did tonight he'll mix in a few sliders in there for strikeouts and elevated four seamers but he wants you to see that sinker think okay this is something i can pull specifically to a lefty and then all of a sudden it darts off the barrel and it hits off the end of the bat and you blink and all of a sudden you get a double play you roll over and adrian hauser the ground ball is kind of eluded him the last two years, but maybe these last three, four starts has started to put him in the right direction. Again. I thought you hit a spot right there, Dom, that was really important, and it's that high fastball, that four-seam fastball that he can go up in his zone, and every once in a while when he throws that, he it's too far out of the strike zone. you you got to make it a, a, a pitch that, that does something for your next pitch, that sinker you want to throw next, or that hard slider you want to throw next, or his curveball. He's got quality pitches, but now, you know, you take a pitcher and going out there, and everybody says, well, what makes a good pitcher? Well, sometimes Sometimes it's location, sometimes it's execution. But in order to be a really good pitcher, you have to execute and locate. And tonight, I thought what he did is when he wanted to go up, he went up with purpose. And when he went up with purpose, it did what he had to do because then he went back with that little sinker sinker down in the zone and he got his ground ball. He, he His ground ball rate kind of suffered when he was bouncing in and out of the bullpen. But now he's going to get back over 50%, I imagine, which is where he normally is living for his ground ball rate. I mean, just a couple of years ago, he was 57% top five in baseball, and that's how he's able to get guys out. We did see a Brewer debut today as well. Uh, Andrew Chafin joined the team today. Saw the big mustache there in the ninth inning. Now, I don't think he's going to be pitching. Bernie Brewer style. Oh, man. We need to get a side-by-side. I think Bernie's got a long-lost brother there. But uh, he's not going to be pitching in games that are a 13-run differential. He's going to be pitching leverage innings. But left-handed can ease some of the slack or ease some of the tension, I should say, and cut Hobie Milner some slack. And two lefties, it's kind of a luxury that 
Craig Castle hasn't had for a couple of seasons to use uh, and deploy out of his bullpen. Yeah, what happened to Wilson? I, you know, my heart goes out to him. I, his work as hard as he did to come back and you know and have that injury take place that it did in Atlanta. They needed a lefty, and I thought Matt Arnold did an excellent job of picking up a guy like Chafin. You take Hobie Miller. Hobie Miller gives you a different look. He comes from low three quarters, gives you a little bit side sidewise the style of pitch, and it comes from a different angle. And now you got Chafin, who's more of the old style. It'll true guy. He's got a good fastball with good movement. He's got a good breaking ball and he's aggressive in the strike zone. And The one thing I've always liked about him when I've seen him pitch in the past is he's a guy that wants to get ahead of hitters and he wants to get people out quickly. And so he's going to be using all his pitches in the strike zone, using the good breaking ball he has and the good fastball he has. And I'll tell you what, he went out there tonight and really did a nice job. Aggressive in the strike zone. Exactly what this ball club needs. And Chafin's never really been an auto strikeout guy. Granted, the last couple of seasons, he's really unlocked something. Uh, last year with Detroit, he had 67 strikeouts in 57 innings. This season, 49 strikeouts in 34 innings. That has not been his MO previously in his career. And furthermore, lefties have actually hit him pretty well this year, which is kind of the oddity of all this, but it's a little bit inflated because of the small sample versus righties, and he gets plenty of righties out. So I'm excited to see how Craig Council is going to manage to deploy him and how he's going to use him in certain situations. Uh, Real quick, though, it's time for our player of the game. It's brought to you by the Salvation Army. Every day, the Salvation Army provides shelter, meals, and support to those in need, and your donations make a difference. Visit samilwaukee.org to help today. And this will lead us into our next segment to talk a little bit more about the freshmen, but the fans, according to Twitter, and or I should say X, whatever it's called these days, on my poll on Twitter, at Dom underscore Catronio, Sal Freelich running away with it. I was hoping Bryce Turan was going to get a little bit of love there, but Sal Freelich is the winner on Twitter. Two for three, a homer, a double. Five runs driven in a new career high for him. I have a hard time not giving it to him. You can't. He just had a great night. And it's so important. A two-all base hit in the first inning with the Brewers back on top. I think he's one person, if you're thinking about an individual, that you really have to give it tonight. He had the great offense, uh, offensive night. But there's so many guys in this lineup that had a good good night. I just think that when you talk about the the most valuable player, you got to say just it's the offense. Not many times when you can put up those type of runs and get 16 hits. It's caught come from somewhere and up and down this lineup everybody chipped in and did their job tonight Sal did another great job a great at bat hit the home run with three run homer uh, he did, individually did a great job but this offense was really good tonight he was on base four times Joey Weimer was on base four times Tarang had a homer and a new number we're going to talk a little bit more about the freshmen coming up next and get to our difference making moment 855-616-1620 again 855-616-1620 stay with us welcome back to Brewers Extra Inning Sal Freelich had himself a night. Two for three. Brewers win 14 to one. I'm Dominic Catronio with Jerry Augustine. Read a couple of reactions on Twitter here as well to Sal Freelich being named our player of the game and what the fans thought tonight. Uh, One, Laura says, I'm cheating and I'm saying the freshman as a whole. Not against that. We're going to talk about them here in this segment. Uh, Adrian Hauser getting slept on per usual. Jack, uh, we just spent the whole segment talking about him. So I agree. I think Adrian had a great day, but the offense takes center stage. Uh, It's Sal or Bryce, according to Andrew, but Chafin's mustache mustache deserves an honorable mention. Love that. (laughs) And then Matt saying Sal had the best night, but the most important important night was Terang staying hot and starting to swing a good bat. So that'll lead us into talking about the kids, the rookies. 
Weimer's playing, uh, is quietly got an eight-game hitting streak right now. Terang had a great road trip. He's got now hits, uh, I think he's got nine hits in his last 21 at-bats. He's been on a good tear right now, and he hits another home run. Freelich is a spark plug, as described. Uh, and then you look at Monasterio's been the feel-good story of the year. Abner Uribe throwing 100 miles an hour out of that bullpen. And it reminds me of a conversation I had with Jesse Winker in the very beginning of the season. Now, now stay with me here. I know I brought up Jesse Winker's name. Stay with me in that. It is so rare to have impact rookies everywhere. Defense, offense, bullpen. And the Brewers have that. And it can inject life because they don't know any better this time of year. It's August. Augie, you know what it feels like this it time is. of year. You're grinding. You're looking at the stand. It changes every day. All right, we got 53 to go. Oh, my. Man, it is hot today. These rookies don't know any better. It's the big leagues, and they still got their light shining. They are so fired up to be here. Yeah, they're just up, just playing, and you you know you got to give credit to the organization with what what David Stearns in the past, and now Matt Arnold. I think Matt Arnold's just done a fantastic job. It's one thing as a general manager, and along with Craig Council, is to evaluate players and see what you're going to get in the big leagues, but to give the players the opportunity, and that's one thing I think the Brewers did from the from spring training, and I think that's a real credit to Craig when you go to spring training with the Brewers. You're not going to see just the everyday guys. They're going to get their at-bats. They're going to get their games in. But you know what you're going to see? You're going to see the future of the Brewers. You're going to see these young players. And I'll guarantee you that some of these players that played in this game tonight are here now because of things that they were able to show in spring training. You take Freilich, you take Weimer, you take Terang. All these guys have been in spring training. They see them. They're getting their chance. And I'll tell you what, they're really doing a good job. This organization, if you want to take it to a postseason, you look at what they've got. The first two guys in this lineup are doing a great job. You can't do better than Danielli and, and Contreras are. Then you look at the late part of the lineup. What are they? The rookies, what have they done? They chip in and do things from time to time. Not every night, but they chip in. The place where the Brewers really have to look to is that three, four, five, and six. They got to get those going along with Adamas. And that's going to be the key for this ball club the rest of the season. So when you look at these young players, they play such a key role in to what's happening with this ball club. That's one of the things I've been explaining to some folks asking me about what's going on with the offense. Why is it so sluggish at times? I remind folks that. The Brewers' top two home run hitters from a year ago are having career bad seasons. Like, they're having anomaly seasons. Rowdy's now been hurt for the last few weeks. He's out for a few more weeks. Willie's having the worst season of his career. And he's still leading the team with 17 home runs. So, the fact that your RBI leader is the leadoff guy tells you a couple of things. He's getting the job done. That's Christian Yelich. And the bottom of the order is getting the job done. Like you're talking about, the rookies continue to shine. And... You know, maybe one day we'll see Sal hitting in that three spot, but I kind of like where he's sitting right now, uh, kind of restarting the offense, if you will, in that That's five right. spot. I like him better in five than I do in the four, even though it's technically you're going to get half a plate appearance fewer per game, but I digress. I, I think the Brewers understand that they need to keep the rookies in the order because of the fact that they're kind of the only consistent offense, aside from the guys you mentioned of Yelich and Contreras. You know, you could say, oh, why, why they option Abraham Toro? Where is he going to play? Because he's That's not right. going to play over Monasterio right now. That's right. And you got Santana for a reason. His defense is better than Toro. All the guys that you think, well, what about, oh, well, there's a rookie there and he's playing well. And that create some confidence for your team. Yeah, and I think the one reason that you can put these guys in, the reason why you can keep Wingmer and Terang and Monasterio and Freelich in there is because they are so good on the defensive side of the ball. This 
this this team is built around pitching. They do have the best pitching staff in all of baseball. When you take it from the starter with Corbin Burns to the closer with Devin Williams, one that whole staff I think is the best in all of baseball. You add to that one of the best defenses of all in all of baseball. That's what you, that's the ingredients to be a winning ball club and have a chance to go to postseason. Now you got to say what? How do I put them in there? How where do I do with them? I think what Craig has done a great job of putting those. He's kind of bunches the young kids together, and they it's not the same guy. Every Every night it's a different guy every night and that that really po- that really helps this ball club but I agree with you Dom I think that when you look at Adamas he's got to start stepping up he's going to come around he's a good player he's never going to give in but you got to get that four five and six to really do a good job for you and that's really going to take this team to where it wants to go let's get to our difference making moment it's brought to you by Annex Wealth Management retirement investment tax and estate planning from a fee-only fiduciary forget commission sales pitches and financial products you don't actually need know the difference annex provides elite comprehensive financial planning customized to who you are and what you need go to annexwealth.com augie you have the floor your pick for the difference making moment since they scored 14 runs had 16 hits i think it all goes back to bryce terang changing his number from zero to two (laughs) i'm going to go at my game changer is bryce terang going from zero to two you look at what he did at the plate he had three hits he had scored two runs had three rbis i'm gonna tell you what i'm gonna give my game changer and I could have gone to Sal with that big hit in the first inning, but that changing the number to 0-2 paid off big for Bryce Trank tonight, and I'm going to make that my game changer. We're going to play the audio a little bit later here in the show, but Bryce caught up with Jeff Levering post-game talking and also partially explained that number change. And I know some folks are like, well, wait, what about Luis Arias? He's, you know, it's like he just left and he already got rid of number two. It was already premeditated, so I'll let... Bryce Terang uh, explain the the difference of why he went to number two from number zero and that there was a whole plan with all of this. Uh, I'm going to go – I know I mentioned the South Freelick double with two outs in the yeah. first inning, but don't lose sight of the fact that in the top of the second inning, it was a one, two, three, stress-free shutdown inning for Adrian Hauser. Right, The first inning is his worst inning of his, of his year, always is. It's yeah. always the hardest for a starter. Yeah. But the fact that he righted the ship immediately after getting a lead – and how bad that road trip was at keeping leads, he said, know what, we're not doing this today, and then boom, the Brewers scored 14 unanswered in this game. Great pick. Great pick, because when you look at look at what, what Adrian does in the first three innings, he has an ERA somewhere around the fives in that area. You look what he does after that, it's in the twos. So you, you knew it's about him getting out there and feeling comfortable in what he did. I thought the way he pitched out of that first inning by giving up just one run was huge. Then he came back. That second inning, he was an entirely different pitcher. Great command, getting out of hitters, really using that sinker, got some ground balls, and that's what you need to do. This was a, a fun night to say the least and we got good news pregame today too that Brandon Woodruff as things appear right now is going to start on Sunday instead of Freddie Peralta. Freddie will go on Monday against the Rockies team he already struck out 10 batters against earlier this year but the big th- I mean Brandon Woodruff is returning on Sunday as of now and this is a Brewer staff that has weathered some storms this year with Woodruff out for virtually the entire year. Miley's had two separate stints on the injured list. Earlier in the year, Freddie wasn't as effective. Early in the year, Corbin wasn't that effective. Hauser's been injured. And after all of this, you're finally, for the final two months of the season, as of now, you're going to get the rotation you thought you were going to have coming out of spring training. Uh, that's your trade deadline acquisition, getting a healthy Brandon Woodruff back. You know, you just talked about it a little bit earlier, Dom, how... Uh, 
the month of August is so hard. It's pushing through that month. You got to really kick back and you really got to give it the best you can. And it seems like it, the, the month of August isn't 31 days. It's more like 61 days because <laughs> the way you're going out and having to play games. And then you get regenerated and you're ready to go for the, the playoff push in September. Getting Brandon Woodruff back is going to be huge for this ball club. And I, the reason I think it's such a huge, he's a warrior. He's the guy that goes out to Coburn Burns. He's one of the best pitchers in all of baseball. That's We don't have to say much about it. He's just one of the best in all of baseball. But when you need a guy out there that's going to go out and give you everything he's got, he's going to be a warrior. He's going to go out and try to win every game he gets an opportunity to pitch in. That's Brandon Woodruff, and it's going to be great to have him back. So it'll be Woodruff on Sunday, working backwards here, Burns on Saturday, and Colin Ray tomorrow. And uh, when you look at this roster, they're going to have to make a decision coming up here soon. Julio Tehran is on the injured list right now. There is a spot on the 40-man roster for Brandon Woodruff to be activated from, so that's not a big deal, but something's going to come uh, here in the next couple of days of what the Brewers have to do with their uh, roster and their rotation. But uh, you're playing hurt today. Appreciate you being here. And oh, uh, after all that yard work, you hung in there, man. Oh, man, I, I worked hard today, but I was getting pumped up. I, like I told you, Dom, if, if they're in town and I get the opportunity to come out, it's always fun to be here. And okay, Anytime you can be with you and you can speak and we can just chatter back and forth, it's a lot, a lot of fun. But, you know, tonight was fun. The Brewers played well. They need to come back home and needed to get it off with a, with, with a good start, and they did that but the main thing we got to talk about this ball club now let's get healthy let's get 100 percent healthy and let's see what happens and i think this ball club is going to play pretty well from the rest of the season brian anderson returned today as well That's rowdy right. telez took ground balls today there are little headlines it's not all negativity all the time around here there are good things to look forward to for this crew and hey tomorrow's nash international beer day remember you get that you That's get the right. buy one That's get right. one deal it tomorrow is. if you're thinking about it you oh. know i believe it's from 5 is when it starts you get here early in hang out in the barrel yard international beer day <laughs> buy one get one until 7 30 tomorrow so uh i know where to find you tomorrow to say the least i'll be around i'll be around. <laughs> jerry augustine joining us here on brewers extra innings thanks as always for your insight my friend great being with you dom all right augie here on the show we got more to talk about we're going to hear from bryce a little bit later on wtmj brewers extra innings presented by fifth third bank on wtmj Brewers get the victory, to say the least, 14-1. to I'm Dominic Catronio. This was a, a fun one, to say the least, to be at the ballpark. And uh, just rolling through the numbers here, once again, a, a season high in runs scored with 14. Career highs in RBIs for Sal Freelich. A four times on base for Freelich, four times on base for Weimer. It's been a serious run from the rookies. Oh, by the way, Christian Yelich was three for four with a walk. He reached base four times today, too. His batting average is up to 291. His on base percentage is up to 374, which, if the season ended today, it would be his best since 2019. And uh, just uh, really fun times right now. Now, let's give you a quick update on the standings. And looking around, first of all, the Reds lost. The Cubs are white hot. Reds lose. It's 5-3, to three, the final in Wrigley. So the Cubs end up winning that series after bludgeoning them the last two games. Uh, and it was a frustrating series, to say the least, for the Reds. So as things stand right now, the Cubs are bearing down on the Reds for second place. Brewers in lead at 59-51. and 51. 
Now, Cincinnati obviously at 59 wins as well and 52 losses. So the Brewers have one game in hand and also have that tiebreaker. So they've got that going. Then the Cubs at 56 and 53. So they're three back in the win column, but only two back in the loss column. Do not lose sight of those Chicago Cubs. And they're my pick for who's hot right now. And it's brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. The reason why you can't lose sight of them is they're going to be one of the only teams you can really do damage against left in this division. Now, you still got six more games after uh, starting tomorrow with these Pirates, but they're not impactful in the division. Just win these games. It's not going to make a difference in the standings. However, you got two more series head-to-head with the Cubs. As things stand right now, the Brewers lead the season series 4-3. to It could be just massive to have the tiebreaker on both the Cubs and the Reds come season end. Because remember that chase. Remember that feeling when the Brewers were chasing the Phillies last year and they did not have the tiebreaker on them, knowing they had to win it outright. They were essentially two games back for the majority of the final week of the, of the season. And uh, yes, they missed it by one game. They really missed it by two games. So keep that in mind with the tiebreakers. And also, it's, it's going to give me like some 2007-2008 vibes given the last series of the years against those Cubs and trying to keep each other in and out of the playoffs. It's going to come down to the last few days. And those last three games of the season, I would encourage you right now, go ahead and get some tickets now, you know, just in case. Just in case things could get wacky that final week of the season. Uh, So a reminder, Brewers in front for now. It's August 3rd, uh, 59-51. Reds are a half game back, 59-52. Then the Cubs, two and a half games back of the Brewers at 56 in 53. As for the wild card right now, big uh, tiebreaker news out in San Francisco as the Giants are, uh, they beat the Diamondbacks earlier today. They've only got three games remaining head to head and the Diamondbacks lost today in a shutout fashion. One to nothing Giants won. So they're trying to take the tiebreaker there. San Francisco is trying to catch up to the Dodgers, but the Dodgers are about to sweep the Oakland A's, so they're going to remain back in that one. The Dodgers are 61-45. and 45. The Giants are also 61 wins but 49 losses, so the Dodgers have four games in hand coming down the stretch here to make sure they stay ahead of San Francisco. San Francisco is the number one wild card right now. Then Philly, who won today against the Marlins, they're in the second wild card, one game clear of Cincinnati. Cincinnati is 59-52 and 52 in that last wild card. Uh, Miami lost today. They're a half game out of the wild card picture. Arizona lost today. They're a game and a half out of the wild card picture. And then Chicago, they are two games out of the wild card picture. San Diego is four games back of the wild card picture. So they're kind of in this. Don't forget about San Diego as well. If the playoffs started today, this is how it would match up. Atlanta would be waiting in the bye, as would the Dodgers waiting in the bye. Atlanta would be the one. L.A. would be the two. Milwaukee would be facing Cincinnati in a three-game series here in Milwaukee. And then the other two, San Francisco and Philadelphia, will battle it out in San Francisco. It's August 3rd. It's going to change literally every day, so don't get crazy. But a reminder, assuming the central winner is the three seed, they would face the last wildcard team and get to host a three-game series. Who's Hot is brought to you by Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Trust in your family's comfort at home all year long with Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Financing is available for a Daikin Furnace or AC unit. Schedule your appointment today at Cider, S-E-I-D-E-R.com. Cider Heating, Plumbing, and Electrical. Families helping families since 1912. Take a breather and come back with more. Bryce Terrain coming up on WTMJ. Go. To Brewers Extra Innings. 
Brewers get the victory 14-1. to Bryce Terang was a big part of it. He caught up with Jeff Levering postgame here on WTMJ. He also helped explain the number change. So uh, take a listen. Here's what Bryce had to say postgame. We are pleased to be joined by Bryce Terang, who is downstairs joining us. Bryce, big win for the Brewers. How great was it to come back home and hang 14 on the Pirates here tonight? Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I mean, our pitchers held them to one run, and um, we just continue to play hard and continue to push through and uh, all around just a great game and um, keep doing it, keep working hard, and keep trying to win games. How important is it for your offensive group after the Pirates go out there and score a run in the top of the first to have the answer that you did in the bottom of the first inning for Adrian? Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously we want to go out there. We want to score runs. And um, – trying to win games and and that's the biggest thing is he's out there competing we're out here competing and uh man it's fun it's uh it was a great team win tonight that's a lot of fun to win ball games there's no doubt it's fun hitting three run homers today as well for you bryce i mean you've made just a quick adjustment with your swing you're not your hands aren't as high as anymore how you feeling with the adjustment that you've made yeah i feel great um i've been working hard man um and just trying to go out there, compete, uh, put my team in the best situation to win a game and have quality at-bats and move guys over. And, uh, and man, that's about it. Just go out there and, and uh, try to help the team win in any way that they need me to. Last thing for you, Bryce. I mean, big number change today. You got three knocks at number two now. I mean, there's no going back after this. Yeah. I mean, it was already kind of a, a plan. He was going to move to three. I was going to move to two next year anyways. So it's kind of already planned. We already talked to him about it, and uh, it, ended up, it ended up working out. So, Well, keep hanging with number two, man. Three hits and a 14-1 victory. Well done tonight, Bryce. Thanks for the time. Fun stuff from Bryce Terang tonight as the crew. I mean, for him, very quietly, and we talked about it earlier with Augie, has put together a good streak here. And I, I don't want to make this a bigger deal than it is because – Bryce Terang hitting for power is something he did in the minor leagues, but it's hard to hit for power in the big leagues. And I want to remind folks, Bryce Terang is 23 years old. Think about your body when you were 23 years old. Were you done growing yet? Were you still putting pounds on? Were you still getting stronger? He's a professional athlete surrounded by the best people in the world to get better at his craft. He's 23 years old. He's showing some signs of power. He doesn't need to hit for power, but seeing the uh, exit velos go up a little bit is certainly encouraging. And and again, this last week or so uh, of good games, he's got multiple hits three times in his last five games. Uh, You make it four times in his last eight games. And this stretch really started in the last game of the Cincinnati series when he went two for three back on the 26th and has been playing good ball ever since. So Bryce is... Going to be the everyday second baseman from here probably till the end of the season. They let him refresh down in AAA there at the uh, start of June. And he got the refresh and he came back at the end of June. And they trust him so much that they traded Luis Arias. And I, I think that can really help the confidence of a player moving forward. Take a breather. Come back with some highlights after this on WTMJ. Ready for this? Get up! This? Get up! And this? Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Dominic Catronio. The Brewers against the Pirates. Game one of a four-game series here at American Family Field. Adrian Hauser got the ball to start this one. 
little of a rocky start. Gave up a run at the top of the first inning. And, uh, well, the Brewers got to work quickly tonight. A two-out rally formed at the bottom of the first, and the hit collector was ready to collect. Swinging and a drive to the gap in left center. Going to get one in for sure. Going to get two in. Here comes Adamas around third. The throw coming on. He'll score. And it's 2-1 to one, Milwaukee. Bob Uecker's call here on WTMJ. Sal Freelich, an RBI double. So the Brewers take control of this one. Hauser had a shutdown inning in the top of the second, and the Brewers' offense wasn't done. How about another member of the freshman crew, Joey Weimer? 1-2 delivery. Swing and a drive into right. Deep warning track. And off the wall. Could have been caught. One run's going to score. We're going to wind up with... Runners at second and third on a double by Joey Weimer that hit the bottom of the wall with Davis right there. He he could have caught that ball. Davis got spooked by this warning track. He's a catcher by trade. Took a circus route to that ball. Doesn't matter. It's a double for Weimer. This was part of a, a big day of offense for the crew. In fact, I'm even going to skip over a Christian Yelich RBI single. So it's 5-1 Brewers as we fast forward to the fifth inning. One of the hottest hitters in the order has been Bryce Terang as of late. A little adjustment has really been paying its dividends. Keller deals. This one is hit in the air to right and deep. Get up! Get up! Get out of here! And way gone for the new number two man in Bryce Terang. That's his fifth of the year, and that one, no doubt about it, second deck in right. Wow. A shot from Terang, 8-1, to one, the route was on, and the Brewers weren't done with the long ball. How about the next inning? Another member of the freshman, Sal Freelich again. Freelich swings, sends one to right, deep at the wall, gone for Sal. Another three-run shot for the crew, and piling on now. Couple of base hits, strikeout. Three-run home run for Sal Freelich, his second as a major leaguer. A towering shot to right. That made it 11-1, and just for good measure, let's add in some of the main contributors as well. William Contreras had himself an RBI double as well. Another 1-2 pitch to William Contreras. Lined fair inside the bag at first. Weimer's going to come around and score. Here comes Perkins to score. Contreras ends up at second base with a two-run double. The Brewers are pouring it on. It's 14-1. to Hey, we got Jeff Levering on the show as well. So the Brewers get the victory by that final score. Adrian Hauser was great. He earns the win. The bullpen was great as well. And they are 4-0 at home against these Pittsburgh Pirates. We'll wrap up the program after this. Give you the schedule ahead for the weekend on WTMJ. Back to Brewers Extra Innings. Let's get you an upcoming schedule here for the rest of the weekend. The crew continuing with the Pirates, and then the Rockies will come to town next week. Tomorrow, first pitch is scheduled back to the normal Friday time of 7-10. Coverage will begin at 6 after Wisconsin's afternoon news from the State Fair. It'll be Greg Matzik with you from 6 to 6.35. Network coverage will take over at that time, and then we'll be ready for Colin Ray to take the ball for the crew. 
Saturday, we are at 6.10 for the first pitch. Our coverage will begin at 5. I've got Brewers warm-up for you Saturday afternoon. Uh, WTMJ will also be spending the day at the State Fair on Saturday, so uh, go buy them a cream puff while you're at it and uh, enjoy the day out there. Catch the WTMJ Street team while you're enjoying uh, maybe a doubleheader, if you will. State Fair in the afternoon, Brewers baseball that night again. 610 first pitch on Saturday, and then the return of Brandon Woodruff on Sunday. It'll be a 110 first pitch on Sunday. Coverage will begin at noon with Brewers warm up. I've got that one for you again. And then next week, the Rockies will be coming to town with three consecutive, or rather back to back night games, I should say, at 710 on Monday and Tuesday. And then getaway day 110 on Wednesday. And then the Brewers have their next off day a week from today. Thursday before beginning their final three-city trip. And an easy one at the front end of it. They'll go to Chicago, head down to play the White Sox. Then they get the Dodgers. Then they get the Rangers. And it's going to be an interesting uh, couple of days on that stretch because you got two first-place contending teams going at it back-to-back series. And uh, it's kind of the last gauntlet, if you will. There's still tough series remaining. And I, I mentioned earlier today on Twitter the Miami series, you got two more head-to-head series with those that team. If you want to make sure you get another tiebreaker on a team that's going to be in the wildcard hunt, that would certainly come in handy. And you've also got one more series lurking with the Philadelphia Phillies here at American Family Field. You don't have the tiebreaker on the Diamondbacks. You don't have the tiebreaker on the Giants. You can still obtain the tiebreaker on the Cubs. You can still obtain it on the Marlins. You can still obtain it... Uh, on the Phillies as well. So anytime you can, go for it. Win series, add them up at the end. Let's see who's in first. And don't gloat. They're in first place tonight. It's going to change literally daily. So buckle up. 52 games to go. We're going to count it down all the way down to the end of the season. It's going to be a lot of fun. Nights like tonight are super fun for the crew. 14-1 to the final. So don't get in my mentions if they don't score 14 runs tomorrow, if they don't score four runs tomorrow, we're not going to panic. We're not hitting the panic button. It's all going to be A-OK. Looking forward to seeing you here at the ballpark tomorrow. My thanks to Jerry Augustine for joining us in person today as well. It'll be Craig Sean with us for the rest of the weekend. And my thanks to our producer, Matt Sossler, back in our studios. I'm Dominic Catronio saying goodnight from American Family Field. Until next time, keep on swinging.